There is that entrance again. Welcome back to Conversational Confidence Module 2. I am so excited that you are here with me and um, we're ready to get into it. Let's go. So now what I wanted to talk to you about are three things that you can do really, really simply, very quickly that will really boost your confidence in any conversation, whether it's a presentation, a keynote speech, a conversation with your boss, a performance review, an interview, whatever it is. All right. So let's think, let's look at the basics of where we start and things that are practical that you can do right now. Okay. So firstly is knowing your conversation. And we have conversations for a variety of different reasons, and we have different outcomes expected for each one. So when we're talking about knowing your conversation, really understand what is your purpose for opening your mouth. What is the purpose for having that conversation? Because when you know your purpose, that becomes your content compass. If you know what you want to achieve by having this conversation, you know what it is that you want to include so that someone can um, take you up on that offer or you can educate them or whatever it is for you. All right. And so when you know your content compass, you know what content you will include. And more importantly, which is actually the hardest part of thinking about your content is knowing what content to exclude. All right, now that is the tricky part because often what we want to do, especially if we are in a situation where we are educating uh, someone or even selling really, um, we try to throw so much value at them that we, instead of helping them to further understand, we confuse and lose our audience. And you may have heard that old sales saying that says, a confused mind will never buy. Well, guess what? The same is for learning. A confused mind will never learn. There's too much noise going on. So it's great to know what to include. We all know what we want to include. What the hard part is, is knowing what to exclude. Okay. And what knowing all that will do for you is it starts to get you, give you a pathway and you start to understand what does this conversational pathway look like from start to finish based on knowing your purpose and therefore knowing what to include in that conversation and what to exclude. And that does come down to knowing the purpose and our next one that we're going on um, as well, our next point, which is know your audience. All right. And these will change. So every time you have a conversation that matters to you, a meaningful conversation where you would like to influence the outcome, which is generally if you'd like to inspire, educate or influence people, you will want to be going through these processes. There's three steps. This is the first one, know your conversation. The next one is knowing your audience. All right. And by that, what we mean is what will they walk away from knowing that you gave it to them, all right? So it's really what it, which part of you are they taking away? What will they have by the end that they didn't have at the beginning, all right? That's really important. 
And it's really, really important in this stage of knowing your audience. And it's not really about knowing who they are. Okay, it's about knowing what their motivation for being there is. It's about knowing um, how much time they've invested or how much money they've invested. Also, um, what are they wanting to walk away with? Okay, what are their expectations? That is really, really, really important. It also, by knowing your language, if you haven't heard me say it by now, (laughs) um, you will hear me say it here, is guides you with what language, key phrases and terms or jargon that you will or will not use. So for example, if you are talking to um, say the end user in your business, for example, that might be your customer. Usually they have a different set of language and phrases that they use to describe their problem, to um, talk about their problem, and you really need to start with their language before you move into yours, okay? But if you were, say, talking to business owners or um, a sales pitch where you're talking um, business to business, then you might like to, it might be appropriate for you to use jargon, Okay, the difference being, say, for example, you are a naturopath and you are talking to your client about their needs or a group of clients about their needs or potential needs with you versus you speaking in front of other clinicians. Yeah, you will have acronyms and, you know, industry phrases and terms that are comfortable at that level. But if you start talking and using them um, at the lower level, at your client level, you'll lose and confuse them. All right. And here's another little fun thing I like to do is, do you have any memory hooks? Are there certain phrases that you can give your audience that will help them to remember something like a methodology? For example, I have something that I say, I talk about the pink elephants in the room. Okay, pink because, you know, that's my color Um, and elephants is that big thing that, you know, nobody wants to talk about in the room. Um, That's about a phrasing that they already know and I just put my twist on it by saying pink elephants. So do you have anything like that? So once you introduce that and you say pink elephants and you tell them what it's about, then any other time that you want to refer to that methodology, you can say Don't forget, we are always talking about the pink elephants, okay? That's what I mean by memory hooks. And in this section, also, we it's really important to um, remember to include the stories, to start thinking about the stories that you're going to include that this particular audience or set of audiences will relate to. So this is really important for that connection and for them to put themselves in what you're saying so they can see how what you have to offer them can help them change their life, okay? So that's the second one. The first one was know your conversation. This one is know your audience. And the next one, it's a bit of fun, it's called knowing your style, all right? And this can actually be the the pinnacle or if actually for me it's a foundation to be honest it's where I start um, knowing who I am how I become comfortable um, and choosing my outfits all right 
And I've had a whole lot of conversations um, around outfit selection and um, I've condensed them in here for you. So one of the things about knowing your style, which is also what you, it's not only what you wear, it's also how you speak, the energy that you have when you present, because I have quite high energy, you may have noticed. Other people may have magnetic or compelling or mysterious yeah, and, and that will be um, indicative usually of uh, what they have to share. Okay. So what is your personality? All right. How do you describe yourself? How do your friends describe you? And more importantly, how do your potential or ideal customers describe you? All right. Because it doesn't really matter what you think when you're connecting with them. It matters what they think. All right. So keep that in mind. The next thing is just, as I said, what energy do you want to project? All right. Uh, As I said in the previous module, you really want to enter the room with the energy that you want to project in the room. All right. So an example of that is if you are running late or you had struggles to find a park or something and do not enter that presentation room, if it's a venue, if it's a face-to-face venue, do not enter with you know, your three or four bags falling off your shoulders and you're puffing. Oh my goodness, I've just got here. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry I'm late. No, because then that does help to reduce your credibility um, and people feel that they've got to sort of coddle you, all right? And it can really impact on your confidence in that moment. So what I want you to do is I want you to, um, before you enter the room, you calm yourself, you um, center and ground yourself, and you walk in with that energy that you want to project. So rather than the first thing coming out of your mouth saying, I'm so sorry I'm late, Thank you so much for waiting. I did have some trouble finding a park today. All right. Not only will you help settle their nerves, um, if it's an event manager, also the audience, it will also help to settle your nerves. All right. And then moving on in knowing your style, this is about outfits. So what are your outfit not negotiables? Now, what I mean by that is there are things and decisions that you make subconsciously about what you're going to wear. And usually it comes into the conversation before you actually choose to wear it. It's usually how do you, what you purchase in your wardrobe, okay? But for example, this is how I do it and I've had great success. Uh, and when I've shared this methodology with um, my friends and other clients, they really find it simple and um, easy to do. So the first thing you think about is what is your not negotiable physically? For example, um, about six or eight months ago now, I nearly broke my ankle. I did a lot of ligament damage. And so since then, I have, it tears, it tears me up to say this, um, I have not worn heels. I have worn flat shoes. So physically, my not negotiable is my outfit has to look good with my flat shoes. All right. The next part is emotionally. Now, I'm not talking, I don't want to speak for you, but generally my experience is women, once they hit 35 to 40, they often like to wear um, sleeves over their arms. Okay. That might not be the case if you have awesome triceps and biceps, but it is common. Okay. So emotionally for me, I'm in that. I like to wear either a bolero or a little shrug or an over, over, 
blouse that goes over the top um, and that makes me feel comfortable. So that's another one of my outfit not negotiables. And the last one is spiritually. Okay, so there might be a piece of jewelry that you like to wear. There might be um, religious clothing or any sort of accessories that you like to take with you. And they're not negotiable for you as well. All right. So these are the steps that I actually do before I actually do them when I purchase my outfits um, or my pieces in my wardrobe. But I also do it just before I, I um, have an event or I'm going to film or anything like that. And um, what happens then is while it's really, really nice for someone to say, wow, you look fabulous today. Do you know what? I don't need that because I know that when I walk out the door, I'm comfortable with who I am. I know what energy I want to project and I've reflected that in what I'm wearing and I absolutely feel um, psychologically safe with my not negotiables. So I've got flat shoes, I've got sleeves on and um, any spiritual or religious jewelry or any mindset that you go through um, on the way there is also taken care of. All right. Does that make sense? So this is where people don't realize how to go through and make those outfit decisions. We often get overwhelmed. You know, the I have nothing to wear, but start here. All right. And if you have any questions, absolutely reach out. All right. Because I've got lots and lots and lots of um, content and things on dressing. And the one thing that I will say to you that if you write nothing else down today, it is consider and are you dressing to impress your audience or are you dressing to connect with them all right because if you are dressing to impress you can absolutely turn most people off a very few people might say I want to be like that but most people will feel intimidated overwhelmed not good enough and feel like they don't belong and that's not where we want them to be all right so knowing all of this, so knowing the conversation, knowing your audience, and now knowing your style, guess what? What that does is so that you know, it's not so you know what to say, yeah? It's so you know what you can say. And this goes back to not needing a script, yeah? It's not about knowing what you have to say or what you're going to say. It's about knowing what you can say that is appropriate, relevant, meaningful, and making a difference to your audience. Okay? So that is where people go wrong. They think that there's something I have to know what to say. And that's where that dependency comes on with the script. And what I'm saying to you is knowing all this about yourself and about your audience and the language that you can use with them means that you know what you can say and respond very fluidly to individual and specific audiences. All right. So what I want you to do now is... Um, take out the workbook and you will see there's some um, pages dedicated to this particular content and I want you to write out what your not negotiables are in your outfit and that sort of stuff all right so have fun with that and don't forget to stay amazing and I'm going to see you in the next module